Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. This is more of the same about Israel attacking the Iranian targets in Syria. But I find it really fascinating, just everything that's going on there in light of the fact that Isaiah chapter 17 says Damascus is going to cease to be a city. I said before, I, I really think that's something I'm watching for. If there's a nuclear strike on Damascus, it's like, be listening for the trumpet. That's I really believe. Don't allow yourself to be desensitized by the constant news cycle. It's easy just to write it all off as sensationalism, and there's plenty of that. But as Pastor Robert will point out in today's message, if you analyze what's happening through the lens of scripture, many prophecies are actively being fulfilled in our world. Now let's join Pastor Robert in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 for Community Night on Main Thing Radio. Gog of the land of Magog, the prince, the ruler of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. It's always a reference, you know, Jerusalem is your starting point. Israel is your starting point. So directly north of Israel is the land of Togarma, Turkey. And then a little, a little over to the left, you see Gomer, Tubal, and then you, know, you go further up, Russia, the land of Magog, Georgia down a little below the Magog, and, and then over to the right, Iran, Persia. What? What we know as Iran was officially still Persia uh, until 1935. Our New King James Version, let's see, I don't know if that's come up yet. Yeah, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya is the way it's worded in verse 5 in the New King James. But Ethiopia now is different from Ethiopia, you know, a couple of thousand years ago or more. And the, the word that was actually used there is Cush, just like for Libya, the word that was actually used was put. And the general consensus is that Cush, and the, translated here Ethiopia, is probably a reference to Sudan. It's that, you know, the, uh, and the reason for that is, is the, you know, the reason for that conjecture, and that's really what it is, because um, it could be just people from that whole region, but you know we're, we're talking about predominantly Islamic countries there. And when you look up at the area that's identified as Magog, it's a little different, but you see again the predominantly Muslim countries that are there next to Russia itself. Now, if you go to Genesis chapter 10, we're not gonna do that tonight, but you can see why 
Bible scholars identify these places because a lot of these names you'll find there in Genesis chapter 10 where you see the, the sons of Noah, the descendants of Noah scattering to the different regions. And, you know, I think it was Japheth that went up to where, you know, the land of Magog. I don't know if you saw, but Iran, Persia, they're a huge player in this. I mean, basically what we're talking about is an alliance between Russia, Turkey, and Iran. It hasn't been that long ago that this was absurd. I mean, I remember having a conversation, and I've told you about it with my father-in-law, and he's like, this will never happen. Iran and Russia, there's no way they're going to be in an alliance together. And Israelis in the 70s would vacation in Turkey. It was a friendly country, but not anymore. All of that's changing. And if you look in Syria, uh, by the way, one of the things that you notice as we go through this is that there there are countries who have been like really strongly anti-Israel who are not even mentioned. Syria is not even mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Neither is Iraq. Iraq is not mentioned. Egypt is not mentioned. I mean, you've got all these um, that, are, that don't even come up. But if you look, I don't know if you can see the one, and, and these are different bases. You see the U.S. bases, Russian bases, and the Russian base that's right almost in the middle, Tyus. That's the base that they, the, the Russians just pulled out a week or two ago, and t- within 24 hours, the Iranians moved in with equipment and weaponry and, and all this stuff and just took it over. Iran, Russia, Navy start exercises in the Indian Ocean, February 16th of this year. And this is not the first time. Last time they did it, China joined them. Iran and Russia on Tuesday embarked on joint naval exercises in the Indian Ocean, which will include thwarting a mock pirate attack whatever. Vehicle carrier MV Helios Ray was hit between Thursday night and Friday morning by a blast above the waterline that a U.S. official said ripped holes in both sides of his hull. An Israeli official said limpet mines were used. This was indeed an operation by Iran. That's clear, Netanyahu said. Asked if Israel would retaliate, he said, you know my policy, Iran is Israel's biggest enemy. I'm determined to fend it off. We're striking at it all over the region. You know, w- one of the things that has happened, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting into U.S. politics here, but you, you need to understand, Israel does not trust the U.S. to do what needs to be done with regard to Iran. And they're not. They've made it very, very clear. Netanyahu made it clear again this week. He's not going to allow Iran to have a nuclear weapon which means that they're prepared to do a preemptive strike to take out their capabilities. U.S. conducts airstrikes against Iranian-backed militia facilities in Syria. U.S. airstrikes on Syria, eastern Syria, kill at least 17. It turns out probably not. And, you know, this was just from the the last couple of weeks. And the reason that they did it is that this is the same group of Iranian proxy militias that have, I think, three times in the last few weeks attacked Americans or American bases in the area, in that region. 
the United Arab Emirates and Israel formalized ties in a Washington ceremony on September the 15th brought together by shared concern about, can you read it? Iran. Their so-called Abraham Accords joined by Bahrain have uncorked tourism and commerce between Israel and Gulf Arab countries. Palestinians have been critical of the reproachment. Israel opened an embassy in Abu Dhabi in January, and it goes, it goes on. These are, these are really, really new developments, and they're extremely significant in light of Ezekiel 38 and 39, because the, these Arab countries that kind of stay out of the fight, when Russia, Iran, and Turkey, and Libya, you know, when, when, they, when they decide to come against Israel, why do these other Arab countries stay out? Well, because none of them want to get nuked. And they realize that, that the, the leadership of Iran, they're crazy. Israel has regularly attacked what it says are Iranian-linked targets in Syria in recent years and stepped up such strikes this year in what Western intelligence sources describe as a shadow war to reduce Iran's influence. And then it keeps going, you know, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's government has never publicly acknowledged that there are Iranian forces operating on his behalf in Syria's civil war. And by, by the way, I'm taking a lot of these articles from, from Reuters news service to share with you. Western intelligence sources say Israeli strikes this year have undermined Iran's extensive military power in Syria without triggering a major increase in hostilities. Iran has built underground tunnels and spread decoys to help mitigate the impact of repeated Israeli strikes on its elaborate, so forth and so on. And this is just talking about Iran's presence in Syria. Syria says Israel attacks areas around southern Damascus. Now, this is more of the same about Israel attacking the Iranian targets in Syria, but I find it really fascinating, just everything that's going on there in light of the fact that Isaiah chapter 17 says Damascus is going to cease to be a city. I said before, I, I really think that's something I'm watching for. If there's a nuclear strike on Damascus, it's like, be listening for the trumpet. That's, I really believe. tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, Visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at MainThingRadio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305 531 
2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.